Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hello and welcome to Rainer Hirsch's Problems in the Pub. My name is Rainer Hirsch and this is my deeply unofficial podcast about the BBC proms neither commissioned nor authorised by the BBC. Today is a rather unusual day in that we're actually not in the pub. We are on location outside the Royal Albert Hall. Where else? It is a moderate 24 degrees. Last of the sunshine is disappearing uh, from the sky. And we wanted to talk to promenaders. The idea of promenade concerts was one that started in the 18th and 19th century. That's basically the idea of enabling people to attend concerts cheaply by ripping out all the seats and making them stand. And that began in earnest at the Queen's Hall just north of Oxford Circus with what was originally known as the Queen's Hall Promenade Concerts and eventually turned into the Henry Woods. And now here we are, 100 and something years later. What is it that drives people to this spot to stand for hours to hear what? A concert that they could otherwise pay for, even in the cheap seats? What is it that drives the particular group of people that come here day in, day out as season ticket holders? We're alongside a balustrade which runs up to the Albert Hall and up some steps. And at the end of it, there was a, a sign saying Arena Queue starts here. And there are 30 or 35 people gathered waiting for their chance to get into the proms. Some of them obviously know one another. Some of them are sort of proms virgins, dare I say, not quite sure what to do. We're going to have a chat with one or two of them now. Now, tell me, do you go to concerts elsewhere in the year? I don't, simply because of my work. You know, I'm a teacher, you know, 70 hours a week the rest of the year teaching, so I yeah. tend to concentrate all my concerts in the summer this time. Right. Plus the fact is, I mean, the prompts is special because you get to stand right in front of the orchestra, right. so you get a great sound there. Well, you do, but only if, you, if you're a bit crazy about your queuing <laughs> thing. Oh, no. Useful, it's part of it, isn't it? It is. Well, it is. Describe to me the process because I, I I've been coming here for yonks but never quite knew what the story was in terms of what you had to, when, when, you, when you had to turn up and all that well it changes that's the thing I mean this year you get here by nine pick up a raffle ticket gives you position in the queue and that's really basically it this year it's very simple yeah so you so, can go away after that I mean you got once you got the raffle ticket you can go away go home or, or do you whatever. have to queue for the raffle ticket yeah how long it depends yeah I don't know. No, no, don't normally arrive about half eight. Yes. So you get down here at half past eight. Yeah. A queue forms. Yeah. 
at a certain point after they think you've suffered enough you, they come down with raffle tickets. Well, they're coming out exactly nine o'clock is the answer. Okay, yeah. they come yeah. at nine o'clock. So, okay, second. so, so yeah. obviously the earlier you get there, the better your raffle ticket number yeah. is going to be. Yeah. Yeah. And then what happens with your raffle ticket number? Um, it just it keep, it's just who position in the queue really. Yeah, I mean they, they might check it sometimes when we go into the hall. They might not because I mean they know us already. I think I don't think you know they kind of trust us now. Yeah, I've seen us for years and years. So. You feel part of history, don't you? I mean, you're continuing a tradition, and you know we've we've met fantastic promise, and some of them have passed away, and you kind of continue on that that tradition. Right. You know, so yeah, you do feel part of a tradition. So do I think. You, you make friends within the other promise? Yes, yeah, definitely. I mean, not not so much now. I mean, when we secure all day, it was much easier. It was a different atmosphere, but we're kind of losing it a bit now, aren't we? Yeah. So obviously, in Britain, we know for our queues. Uh, I always joke that my parents met in a queue, I was born in a queue, it was the same queue. But here, this is something else. It's actually elevated into an art form itself in the sense that it is part of the artistic experience of the prompt. Would you agree with that? Yeah, definitely. It's not like going to a normal concert, is it? I mean, socialising and meeting yeah. people once a year. You only see them in the proms, and then you, you meet them next July when the proms start again. I think that's all part of it, yeah. You don't meet outside the proms? <laughs> Some people do, but I tend not to. And so you, you must spend pretty much the whole day doing this during the time of the proms. Because you have to, well, you have to get in the morning, you know, let's say 8.30 or whenever, and then you're back here now. Um, forgive me, do you have partners, wives, husbands? Lurking. Yes, yeah, indeed, yeah. You do? Yeah. What does PC think? Um, she's very tolerant now of it. Yes, <laughs> yes like from widows we call them, exactly. Yeah. Right. Hilary, nice to meet you. I Hi. do recognise you, actually. Yes, I've, I've been probably for over 40 years, so you should do. Well, there we go. Why, why, why did you start? What started you off? Um, I love classical music and I like to be amongst other fellow classical music lovers. Absolutely. And you come, how many concerts a year? Um, well, in the proms I probably average around 40 to 45. That's not bad. Um, I do avoid one particular composer though. Who's that? Wagner. Oh, okay. Um, I'm Jewish, I won't listen to his music. Oh, really? There's oh, just somebody a, woke the dog up. Somebody broke, <laughs> somebody broke it. Well, you know, that that's obviously a big theme amongst uh, Jewish people about, yes. you know, George Schulte, who was also Jewish and, yes. you know, his members of his family were persecuted, his parents yeah. carted off. You used to say, well, you know, when you consider how beautiful this music is, you uh, can do anything uh, you want with it. Not no, you. No, 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 yeah. no, I will not listen to it. So, t so tell me, you, you come to 40 a year, you do buy a season ticket? Yes, yes, I've had a season ticket every year since I started proming. Wow, how much is that? Um, well, I mean, I can't remember what it was back when I first started uh, in 1980, but um, it's £250, which right. gets you into 74 to 75 concerts, something yeah. like that. Do you come for the last night as well? Yes, every year. Yes, well, apart from a couple of years at the beginning. I do come every year to the last night. Uh, but on the on normal days, yeah. you come down here for the very early morning? Um, well, the um, raffle tickets are issued at 9 o'clock in the morning. Um, I don't usually get here that early, though I probably will on Wednesday and probably for the Berlin Phil <laughs> to get near to the front. If you don't mind where you are, you can turn up at any time. Yeah. But you get a raffle ticket for your place in the queue. Um, and as I say, if you want to be at the front, then you'll be here early in the morning to get a low raffle ticket number. If you don't mind being at the back, then you can turn up 15, 20 minutes before the concert starts, or even literally five minutes before the concert starts. What is it about being at the front? 
Uh, well, for me, it enables me to actually hold on to a rail and stand up because I have me medical issues, which mean if I'm not on the rail, I can't stand up for the whole concert. Yeah. So that's why I normally do, or if not, I will sit on the side. But this is 2022, Hillary. Mm -hmm. 1980, Hillary wouldn't have said that. Did you stand? No. Did you turn up for the front then? Um, I can't remember. Where I probably was able to stand for the whole concert without being at the front, but now I'm a lot older. Than right. They don't allow you to kind of bring you know one of those no, shooting stools. No, or no, no, no. No, that no. that wouldn't be playing the game. No, no, exactly. Now, over those 40 years, you must have met lots of people, you know, who become your friends at the Bronze. Yeah, well, well, some are still here, some not still here. Yeah, some, so it changes over time, of course. Yes, I mean, obviously some people get married, have families, move away, something yeah. or jobs. Queuing is obviously... It was part of the it. That's how, that's it's how part you of met it. Yes, how, yeah. that's how you met friends, and that's what makes it different to any other event or any other series of classical concerts. Do you think it makes more British? I, I wouldn't have said it's anything to do with nationality, no. Because it, British seems to, you know, Britain is associated with politely queuing. I don't, oh, I don't mean that well, in a bad way. It is, well, <laughs> well you, need to go to, you need to go to some, you know, Germany where they, the, the essence of queuing is who's got the sharpest elbow. Uh, yes. <laughs> no, you, no, I, I, mean, I mean that seriously, I'm not joking. Do you think there's a, there's a community spirit? Which I think British, it was. It, yeah. I don't think it's anything to do with nationality. It was just a, a social aspect. People would be here during the, during the day and it made, us, made it more, say, more sociable and more friendly and that's how people became friends by meeting in the queue. What is it about this, the proms? What, what is the special about the proms for you? I, I think it's the camaraderie because you know a lot of people in the arena, etc. Yeah. The variety of music yeah. is tremendously various throughout the whole season. But the queue ticket thing is only about position, it strikes me. It, it, correct, correct. Have I got, that, that is completely right. So if you basically want to be at the front or on the rail, that's why you were queued. Yeah, they used not to have it and it was chaos, so they put that in. Right. So to give some, so there's no arguments. Explain it as if to a five-year-old child, because well, why would it be chaos? You, I tell you, it was chaos. It used to be, because we used to have a day queue and a season ticket queue, and there oh, was right. always a fight, oh, you got in before me, and this, that, and the other. So, but between the people who date yeah, together? Yeah, but now they put everything in one queue, and then with, with the queue, with the numbers, there's none of this, oh, well, I was here before you. Do you mind me asking how old you are? I'm 65. Right, and, you, and you, you know, how old are you? I'm, I'm 64. I'm 59, let's get out of the way. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So, you, you being, I mean, when, obviously when you started, you know... It, in the well, 80s. You were, yeah. you were in yeah, your 20s. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And were you, you know, was there a higher proportion then? Have you just grown up? It was. Let me just think about that. There were a lot of younger people, I think, you know, in the... In the, in the arena at yeah. that time. Definitely. But you'll find, because of health and safety rules, that they've cut the numbers down as well. Because in the old days, literally, they would just cram everybody into the promenade area, and there was probably too many people in there. Right. I've seen people pass out in there before. Yeah, it used to be pretty full, didn't it? Yeah. 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 I mean, I they used to literally cram people in. They probably I, can't do that. Yeah. No. I don't think I've come to a single prom where somebody hasn't collapsed in the arena. <laughs> just recently, there's been a few. Yeah, I've been, I've been to three standing in the arena, was, somebody's uh, collapsed on each other. Sometimes because they were drunk. Yeah, Not, and they collapsed to do with... on the handle, didn't they? There was, yeah, yeah, that's that was another one. Uh, I just came down on Thursday for my first ones this year. So, okay. Uh, so yeah, it's been nice to come back, see all the familiar faces again. Everyone what? sort of vaguely recall our names, and so it's been good. How long have you been coming? Uh, since two thousand and three. 
Compared to most of these people, I'm a mere ingenue. Yes. Yeah. You, I, I, I couldn't understand. You've got a raffle ticket there. I, yes, uh, one five eight. So you got here at? Well, I sort of stayed. Uh, well, I came for the Indian ragas this morning, yeah. so uh, so I got I got my ticket for that. So that's why I said place in the queues. Tell me about uh, you know the dynamics of the queue. What is your kind of what's your philosophy? <laughs> well, it's of all queue? it's all changed this year, of course, with the new system um, because they've changed the. Uh, you know, now you just get your ticket online. So, you know, it's, it's all, it, it, in many ways, we were, I was just chatting last, this last night with some old timers, you know, they, there was a big sense of community here sort of 20 years ago, because you queued all day and you got chatting to people in the queue. And it's sort of not quite the same these days. I think they don't necessarily want people hanging around the hall all day, or maybe for security reasons or whatever. So, so it's, it's changed. I mean, it's, you know, you still come here for the music. And I'm fortunate that I've been coming here long enough that I know enough people already. But I do sometimes wonder for people who just started coming for the first time this year, they might not get the chance to meet as many people in the queue as they did. So, uh, you know, so I always maintain that the problems really it's a social club with a concert series attached. That's always been my view. Obviously, you come for the concerts and you stay for because you meet friends and for the banter and, you know, the the reviewing and the debriefing of what happened last night, you know. Do you, do you see that ludicrous display last night? Or what was that first violinist doing on the fourth entry? You know, God, you know, so that kind of thing. It's that detail. Oh, some of, some of them. I mean, I'm not that quite that level, but some of them were really, you know, people there with the scores, you know. You know, they'll analyse it all to the nth degree, you know, like you would a football match. You know, uh, you know that there was, um, you know, there were times when there was a lot more interaction between the promos en masse and the audience. You know, remember those days when there were yeah. the shouts that go up? Now it seems to be heave ho, round yeah. of applause for the A. Yes, yes. Not the, much the, more. And the shout yeah. about the charities. Charities. I mean, yeah, there are stories going by of, you know, more legendary banter between, you know, the audience and the uh, promos, yeah, so. Is there a sense in which these guys here don't regard themselves actually as part of the audience? Because you talk, you talk, you talked about it is a social gathering with a concert series attached. But hang on a second, the promers, great and central though they are, are still only a small percentage of the audience uh, for whom you know the concert is what's happening on the stage. Do you think uh, there's a sense in which there, there's that camaraderie you talk about actually emanates from a feeling that you are somehow different? I wouldn't say different. I think that's perhaps going a bit too far. But, uh, you know, I think it's sort of, those are the... There's the sort of the real, there's diehards, aren't there? You know, there's the, the diehard, diehard fans. You get diehard football fans, you get diehard concert fans. You know, in many ways, it's, sort of, it's, it's just it's, it's fandom, isn't it? You know, so you, like all things, you'll get different levels. You get, you get people, you know, you used to go to the football, you used to stand on the terraces for four hours, then you get the people who go to the box, the fancy box. And I sort of think it's similar in many ways, yeah. yeah. So it brings, the, it brings that spirit in, in a, into an event which normally doesn't Well, that's, that's what I always maintain about the problems. That's what makes it so unique. You do get that level of, you know, enthusiasm. I think it was it Roddy Williams who said, you know, when he walks out on the stage, he's just greeted by this wall of enthusiasm. And I think that's perhaps the best way that anyone's actually put it. I think definitely, because it is. It is, you know, especially people on the front row. I mean, they, you know, it is a wall of enthusiasm. I think it's the best description of it. Why is why is standing why is position so important? Yeah, that's a good question, isn't it? Well, yeah, because people like to have their spots. You know, it's uh, 
Yeah, so some people are more determined to get their position than others. Um, it's the fight for the rail is, of course, is the main thing. Some people can get quite upset that they get here early, but they don't get on the rail. So there can be a bit of, you know, things that's, that's that cover to things, you know, it's very much sort of there's, there's the rail, and once you don't get on the rail, you know, I mean, I'm not on the rail this evening, and I'm seeing the queue go up and think, well, I'm not on, not on the rail. So it doesn't really matter, you know, sort of third or fourth back, it's not so much of a problem. But that's that coveted rail spot can be, uh, can be quite hard fought over, yeah, definitely. Only about 25 people can stand Well, that's that. it, that's it. That's why it's so, uh, so fought after, yeah, yeah. But some people, they will, they will literally, they will do whatever it takes. They, yeah. Well, I mean, they, they still come, even though with the different ticketing, different queuing system this year, they still come, you know, at nine o'clock to get those early raffle ticket numbers yeah. so that they can get on the rail. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, where else do you get to hear such great music for such a reasonable price? I mean, I always go back to the 2013, the ring cycle, you know, for £35. I got to hear a Baron Boyum ring cycle with the greatest cast of European singers. You know, if I wanted to see that as a someone who bought the tickets, I mean, that would be hundreds of pounds, hundreds of pounds, and people on the, on the arena, yes, we had to stand for 20 hours, and yes, several people had to attend several courses of physiotherapy afterwards um, to recover from the fact that they had to stand for 20 hours over the course of a week, but they still got to experience it. You know, where else? It's totally unique, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. That's an interesting. That's a really interesting uh, perspective. You know, they, it's one of those things. If they created it now, it wouldn't be allowed. You know, <laughs> can you imagine the health security bias car codes that must be broken? You know, but it, but since it's been since it's a tradition, it's it's, accept, it's acceptable. But so uh, yeah, try and try and introduce it now, and you might have uh, you might you might struggle. I think. Well, how interesting that was to talk to some people who um, have a connection, probably in some cases greater than with members of their own family with people who come and watch concerts uh, just the same clearly the proms is the promise it's contained in the title it's inconceivable that this event would have the atmosphere that it does it's inconceivable to me that it would have the longevity that it enjoys without this group of people who uh, generation after generation and that's really what it is they hand the baton to people coming behind and in so doing ensure the continuance of this most remarkable of artistic enterprises one is bound to ask a little bit whether this is musical train spotting they're engaged in um, but everybody we asked knew approximately what was going to happen tonight and this is just being asked off the cuff amongst concerts which they've attended probably already 20 or 30 already they see themselves i think as something special that's something also i've taken away from this experience i did ask one of our interviewees do they regard themselves as members of the audience at all well they do but there's a famous set of chants that go up from the arena to the audience arena to audience they announce and then they say how much money they raise for their charities. In the old days, it used to be jokes and funny remarks about what was happening in the hall, but arena to audience suggests to me that the people in the arena do not feel themselves part of the audience. Um, I must also add that we are doing this not only outside the auspices of the BBC, but as it turns out, outside the auspices of the Albert Hall, who have moved us on 
we are no longer uh, standing outside the Albert Hall. We're standing on a road about 200 yards away from the Albert Hall where we are no longer on Albert Hall land. I think that's something that Oliver, the ticket tout, mentioned. They like to move him on. One is bound to ask, why? What difference does it make? Well, the computer says no, and we've had to move off. So that's our experience. We'll be going into the concert to enjoy the music ourselves. Meantime, our regular special guest, Harry the Piano, has been considering the dedication of hardcore promers who basically devote every waking minute to attending seasons here at the Albert Hall. And he's been combining that with um, thoughts of Ludwig van Beethoven. So it's Cole Porter's night and day, such as must be dedicated to this uh, enterprise by promers, mixed with Ludwig van Beethoven. Before I go, please spread the word, share this podcast, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, I think is the verbiage. And you can always get in touch with us at www.promsinthepub.co.uk. Until next time, from here, live! 200 yards away from the Albert Hall. Goodbye.
Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.